well, let's uh, let's hit some buttons here and make sure we get things where we need to be. All right, let's. Uh, where's my music volume? All right, that's uh, that's okay. Volume. We'll be there. You'll be there. All right, let's do this. Welcome to Run With Purposes, episode number 11. For those of you that are new to the show, my name is Flores, and I'm so glad that you found this podcast. Would love if you subscribe, and you can always reach out to me on the socials at flores.run. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter. It doesn't matter. You don't need to be on Twitter. That's stupid anyways. Uh, Today's guest is a new friend that I met kind of stalking on Instagram, I would say. Um, She can confirm that here in a little bit, but uh, we both were participating in the Morgantown Marathon events and she had a hashtag for something and I was just trying to be supportive to people and, you know, commented on her her post and then from that kind of got... um, I'm I'm trying to find the word, Ronnie, that doesn't make me sound like a creep. You know, it's, there's, there's, there's a fine line, I think in creep. She has some hilarious posts on Instagram. And then we just got to talking and just learned a little bit about her story, um, just from through some DMS. And then we had a phone call a few days ago and yeah, her story is just amazing, but she is a mom of a college student, a newly finished half marathoner, a dog loving. And I'm going to say this in quotations, well-rounded woman with a great story of perseverance, what we're going to be talking about. Thank you again, Ronnie, for joining me today. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> I, I had to include that well-rounded thing from our conversation. <clears throat> Yeah, I'm very well-rounded. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Take that as you want. Yeah, there's a pun in there somewhere. Um, somewhere, maybe a little bit. <laughs> All right, well, uh, yeah, so like I said, there's... You've had... Your story is quite interesting to me and it's really about the, the topic of perseverance and we talked about this the other day, but um, yeah. Webster defines perseverance as continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition. So Ronnie, if you could just give like a little overview um, of like you and kind of some of the things that you've had to, to go through in, and persevere through if you will. I know it's a very vague and wide open question. Yes. And since I am so damn old, there's a lot of that going on in my life. You're not not old. I am. I am. No, you're not the oldest. You're not the oldest guest I've had on my show. So that's okay. (laughs) Once, once you get out of your thirties, that's it. It's downhill. Is that it? You're old. The the check engine light comes on. Oh man. I better, I better start doing some stuff then. (laughs) No, but, um, I think like I've had so many challenges that I've had to overcome from childhood on. And I think in, you know, in, in your lives, you, everyone, you hit these moments in your life that just catapult you in one way or the other. It just really depends on how you deal with things. Um, I've dealt with things such as, um, you know, growing up without my parents pretty much and living different relatives, moving from school to school where I'd be in three schools in one year. And that kind of, um, you know, like my brother and sister didn't handle that so well. And they both ended up dropping out of school. And I just took it on as, you know, that helped me to 
do it change a lot better in life. Like and not, um, let it get to me and just roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. Um, and from that, just see, I lose my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Everything wants to come out at once. <laughs> let it out. No, no, no. But, um, just different things like that. And then, um, growing up and I, I dealt a lot with, um, I, I battled eating disorders, um, difficulty with pregnancies that, you know, I lost three babies. I have my son who is an absolute blessing to me. Um, he is autistic and that was very challenging at first. And, um, but he's so great right now. He's actually in college, which we never thought was possible. Um, I was with his dad for 13 years. Um, not married the whole time, but we were married five or six years. I can't even remember. Um, and then the divorce and, you know, that was harder. It was, it was a difficult relationship to say the least. Um, I'm, I'm in a lot and that that's so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the dating is after a divorce, um, at our age, it's so difficult and everything. And I met a gentleman who I actually had grown up with, um, when I was younger and then moved away, who was extremely abusive. Of course, not at first, you know, his, you know, knight in shining armor and my prince and just, um, my soulmate. And he wasn't, he was very, very abusive. And I'd never, you know, been through anything like that myself. Um, that was the first time I ever thought I'd end up in a situation like that. Um, and that was something that was probably the most difficult thing ever that I've had to go through and overcome. Mm. And it's still a struggle. It, 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 I left in July 17th of 2012 and it's still something every day can be a struggle. You know, you just have to get up and get through it because I have really bad days sometimes still. And there are some days that I just feel like I can't function. I can't, and I, you just got to find something to motivate you to get through it. Mm-hmm. So kind of, kind of talking about that. I mean, obviously there's a lot there. <laughs> obviously there's a lot of things you've, you've been through and you've been able to, you know, push through to the other side to, to the woman you are today, which is, you know, just an, an amazing feat in itself and just shows your strength and your determination, you know, make the best, um, make the best of situations, um, and kind of Mm -hmm. push yourself forward, especially for, for you and for your son and that sort of thing. And there was a, um, a guy I had on the show a few weeks now ago, man, my throat, um, a few weeks ago, and he had made the, the comment, he was talking to someone that actually was, um, was put through human trafficking for about 20 years. She was in that, in that whole thing. And she recently has had this mindset of it didn't happen to me. It happened for me, for me to, 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 to be a stronger woman and to grow through that. What do you, how would you like kind of put that in your own words kind of thing of, cause obviously I have actually said those exact words. Oh, really? Uh, yes, I have. Alrighty then. Um, so two people have said it. You, you, you can't look at things like, oh, poor me. Why did this have to happen to me? There's a reason for everything. There's a mm-hmm. reason these things happen like that. It, 
and like I, I we briefly mentioned, you know, the, the, I say this, use this term loosely, man that did this to me, um, had a very long history of abusing women, 22 years. And he had no repercussions, no consequences. And these girls were still living in fear of him years later. There was a girl, his first victim, she was 16. Um, they were in high school together and he, her, her story just breaks my heart. Um, it, it was very violent and um, she was just a baby mm-hmm. and she told me stories um, after we got in contact and when he and I had broken up. The worst one was um, they were driving down the road and he was punching her in the face and pounding her face off the dash and she could feel the blood and she could feel her going in and out. She was like about to go unconscious. And he was driving like a maniac and she just thought he's going to kill me if I don't get out of this car. And she tried to jump out of the moving car and he mm-hmm. drug her. Gosh. And there's so many stories like that. And he actually, and when I talked, this person was beyond abusive. He is, and I say that all the time. He was like a lifetime movie waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. It's things you see on TV, these things you hear about this, but, this really happens to people. And he actually, when he drugged her and then he got her back in the car, he actually drove her out in the middle of the woods and tied her to a tree and left her. Gosh. Um, so let, let, let the record show here. This guy is now in prison, correct? He's still there. Oh no, he got out. He got out. He got out. He was supposed to, he was supposed to do, this art system is a huge, huge problem. Yeah. Um, he got out. He only served three and a half years of a 15 year sentence. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there was her, the first girl. Mm-hmm. And then other girls started coming to me and I'm like, this man is a maniac. Like, I don't know how he's not killed someone. You know, there was a girl who he used to keep the bathtub filled and he would take her in there and dunk her over and over until she would pass out. Um, another girl, he tied in the basement and shot full of heroin just to watch her go in withdrawals, like a complete psychopath. And hearing their stories and how they had no voice, they were never heard. They were made out to be crazy. It was made up. He's such a nice guy. He would never do this. His family is so great. I was like, no, I'm going to do something about this. This happened to me because they weren't strong enough to do something about it. Mm-hmm. And I am. And this is why this happened because someone had to make him pay for everything he'd done and to give these girls a voice right? to finally be heard, to be validated. They're not crazy. These things happen to them and they're terrible things and they're still living with it to this day. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's not something you just get over. No. And, and people, and that, that really, really annoys me. Like people be like, why didn't she just leave? You know, Oh, you've got to quit talking about it. Just get over it. You, you can't just get over it. And the way you do heal is to talk about it. And people think that PTSD is only for veterans, people who've seen war. We've seen war. We fought our own kind of war every single day. And actually more domestic violence victims are, um, are, um, I can't even talk like this gets me so worked up, yeah. are uh, diagnosed with PTSD than, than soldiers. 
it's just not talked about. Well, I think it goes to, to kind of your point. We talked about this on, on our, our call. That was only supposed to be 15 minutes and we ended up having like an hour conversation, which was, which was awesome. <laughs> it was so great. But we kind of talked about that. There is the, and you kind of brought it up now is when these situations come up, it's one of those, it's one of two things is no, you're crazy because I know this person and we'll, we'll play, we'll play man or woman in this card. Cause we know it can, we know it can happen both ways. Um, we definitely know it happens oh, yeah. more on one side than the other. Um, <clears throat> but uh-huh. just, just for sake of people listening, I don't want to get too much hate mail. Um, don't really give a shit either way, but but when those things happen, it's that this person is not like this. You, it must be you. There's something you're not doing or, or, or that sort of thing. Or the other side is the, um, well, why don't you just leave? You know, why don't, why don't you get yeah. yourself out of that situation? And a lot of people don't realize, and I've just learned this from talking to you because obviously I have no experience or knowledge in this side note, guys, most of this episode is going to be Ronnie talking because I obviously, I don't have these these things have happened in my life for all intents and purposes. My life has been a, a breeze and a cakewalk. Um, and, but you know, there's real, there's real things that need to be talked about. And that's why I thank you again, Ronnie, for being on the show for, for talking about this, because it is very important to get out. Um, I don't know where I was going with this, but, um, <laughs> God, what was yeah, I saying? I the same. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I was like, I was there and then, I don't know. But it I think- is, it, it, there is two different things and it's very difficult. Um, a lot of people don't want to talk about, about this, that domestic violence is a private matter. Um, mm-hmm. And that's dangerous. That's a dangerous mindset to have. Women die from this. Men die. I have, well, my friend Jeremy Cosner was murdered by his girlfriend um, in 2000 and. 2005 you know so it does go both ways yeah um women are crazy too trust me i know <laughs> but we're not talking to one specifically i, I, got, a little, but, I got a little crazy in me <laughs> oh, if you follow her on instagram which we will have her i'll give her a handle at the end of the show you will see she's a she's a hoot that's what we'll just leave it at that I, i'm all over the place I well, love well-rounded you know, I just, well-rounded I, I like people, yeah, I'm well-rounded that's it that's it <laughs> But it, it is people don't like to talk about it. Um, it's like taboo, mm-hmm. but it happens in more households than people want to admit. And it doesn't have to, and people want to say, oh, well, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't this. Domestic violence isn't just him hitting you. It's him threatening you or her. I'm sorry, him or her. Yeah. Um, threatening you, throwing your things, breaking your things, keeping finances from you, belittling you, um, you know, just emotional abuse and that the emotional, the things that they do to you mentally, I think are far harder to overcome mm-hmm. than the physical. I'm a tough girl. I, I, I'll heal up, you know, bruises and whatever they go away. The, the shit that sticks with you is what goes on in your head. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how it all starts with the abuse. Like, you know, he's, Mr. Charming, Mr. Wonderful, and he's everything you want to be. What, what these narcissists do is they mirror you. They study you, they mirror you. And they pretend to be everything that you want. And then they slowly start tearing you down. Mm-hmm. And you thinking, well, what changed him? You know, I had to have done something. So I've changed. You know, I had to make him like this. You know, he wasn't like this before. Right, so you start, putting, you start, start putting it on yourself. yourself but yeah. that, that's their plan. To, so they, they, you do blame yourself. And then you want to try staying fixed things because you did this. 
Yeah, that's just... And as for the just, why don't you just leave? That's one that really just goes through me like a freaking lightning bolt. Mm-hmm. I did try to just leave, and I damn near got killed. Um, that leaving is one of the most dangerous things someone in that situation can do. When they know you're actually leaving and leaving for good, that is when 75% of domestic violence murders happen. And more women are killed every single year than breast cancer and car wrecks combined by domestic violence. Really? But people don't talk about it. Yes. See, that's, that's, that is nuts to me because, and you know, again, well, it's, it's October. Will this release in October? I think this will release in October. It's breast cancer awareness month is according to the NFL and their pink cleats, but you know, people, and it's also domestic violence awareness month. Is it really? See, now I just feel like an asshole. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, 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 not for, not, nec- not necessarily against, not for you to call me an asshole, but I mean like it, and that's like the prime example there is how we should society should know these things. This shouldn't be something where, you know, breast cancer is out and aware and, you know, we are doing these runs and we're, we're raising all this money and we're doing this thing, but no one talks about these things with domestic violence. And I think the one thing that gets me and we kind of talk, you kind of briefly hit on it as well with the the mental aspect of it, not necessarily physically. I know a, a lot of people that have to deal with that side of things, the emotional and the, the, the mental side of things where your, your emotions are played with your brain is played with in a way that you feel like you're not good enough. You'll never be good enough. <clears throat> I'm the only thing that makes you good. And, and they're like, mm-hmm. people don't see it as a problem because he or she doesn't hit me or they don't lay a hand yeah. on me. And, it, and it's like, yeah, but <clears throat> like you said, bruises and cuts heal. Not that I condone anyone hitting anyone. It's like, don't, please don't do that. But it's those things can heal, but those mental scars, I mean, that happens in your life in general. If you grow up and you have any sort of thing, my parents got divorced when I was younger. And I would say that had a little bit of effect on how I grew up because of the mental. Yeah. That's that's a traumatic event. Exactly. And it's like you said, you know, you talked about with the PTSD, people don't realize that that's not, you know, it is associated specifically with veterans and and the armed forces and that sort of thing. But we had the conversation where like, there's certain pieces of your story that you just don't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and it goes hand in hand with, um, like PTSD is an actual brain injury. Mm-hmm. They can do MRIs of people's brains, a normal brain won't PTSD, and you can see the damage it does. Mm-hmm. Um, people just can't get over it. They are, their brain is damaged. And a lot of victims of domestic violence have, that go undiagnosed uh, with traumatic brain injuries. Uh, my memory is nothing like it used to be. I'm really forgetful. Um, and I used to not forget a thing. I have problems with concentration and uh, my attention span and all kinds of things. Short-term memory, like I can sit sometimes and have a conversation with someone and then later try to recall it and I can like see their face and their mouth moving and I can't remember what was coming out of their mouth and it would drive me insane. Hmm. Um, And that's usually because like, I can't tell you how many times my head was beat off or something. Um, And a big thing that when like women go to the hospital after a domestic violence um, episode. They never get asked if he strangled you. And that happens a lot. And consciousness 
like that from an episode like that and you hypoxia sets in where your brain does not get the oxygen that causes brain injuries and those go untreated and undiagnosed because they don't ask that question in the ER. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of women walking around with traumatic brain injuries that don't even know it and they don't know what's wrong with them. Right. They, they can't, they can't put to the, the, the pieces together to find out, to figure out what it is because those questions were never asked. That's crazy. Yes. And like with the PTSD, like for a long time after I left, I just knew like, okay, I don't feel like myself. Um, I can't think I can't concentrate. And my one friend would tell me that I kept asking her the same questions, like just like minutes or seconds apart. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I didn't. She's like, you did just ask me that. I'm like, no, I didn't. What'd you say? And she would get mad and say, I just wasn't paying attention to her. And I'm like, no, I just did you know, yeah, I no, you, you didn't actually, I don't remember stuff. saying it. That's crazy. Yes. Now as the years have gone on, it's gotten better. I still have days and I still have like issues with like sometimes when things get really hectic and noisy and stuff like that, like I need to get away from that. I can't think I can't focus Mm -hmm. and it just like the noise, I just can't deal with it. Um, but it it gets better, but a lot of things go undiagnosed with that. And a lot of women never seek help. Mm -hmm. So they never get diagnosed, but I didn't know what was wrong with me and I was getting real depressed and just, I thought it was always like a very, hyper and happy and just, you know, roll with the punches kind of girl. And then I was just, it, I, I hit a wall and I wasn't myself at all. And I, my temper got really bad. I was just snapping at everyone and it was affecting my job and how I interacted with people. And I finally went to see a therapist and that's when I got diagnosed with PTSD. And then I started reading about it and it started making sense to me. And that was very healing to know, okay, there it's not me. There is something wrong. Right. You know, I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so not to be, uh, <clears throat> just so we can kind of bring the, the mood to it where the listeners were hoping this show would go. <laughs> Cause we got, we got deep <laughs> and heavy real fast, but it's, it's very, imp- it's very, no, no, no. And I, I don't mean it as a, I'm, I didn't want to go there because we need to go there because like you said, it's very important. And, I wrote it down in my notes that domestic violence awareness month is it it's October, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's in October. Yes. So I'll, I'm, I'm going to have that here. And then I'm literally, once we get off the show, I'm going to find something and figure out a way to, to share that message because it's definitely something that Thank you. like I literally just said, I, I said, Oh, it's breast cancer awareness month. And you're like, yes, but it's also this one. You're like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, and, and you know, I didn't realize it was that I'd never heard of it until it happened to me. Right. And that's, I, and that's I how a lot of things, you know, I didn't know there was a right. And that's how a lot of things happen is people don't realize something, you know, like autism speaks or any of those things until it actually affects you. You don't realize that those things yeah. are, are there or, you know, that people have resources or whatever the case might be. But what I was saying of let's, you know, we'll bring it to the, the actual perseverance. So obviously horrible things have happened and you have two, you have two options when things happen to you, you can either cower and hide away and never talk about it. And, kind of just let the circumstances overcome you or you can persevere. And obviously that's what you've done. So how would you, how would you kind of describe that journey of perseverance? Not, not just in, in the domestic violence scene, but let's say with partly with that, with your son, obviously um, having autism, being able to work through the struggles and that sort of thing. What kind of 
tips can you give people of like when the circumstances seem to be stacked up against you, how you can persevere through that? Um, I think the reason I can is just like from a very young age, I never had anyone to depend on. Mm-hmm. Um, growing up, you know, uh, I was shipped up here from Texas to live with my grandparents. I didn't know my parents until they come and got me when I was four. I thought my grandparents were my parents. Mm. And they were kind of absent a good bit here and there. I'd live with them, live with someone else, whatever. I just never grew up with anyone to depend on. And I had an older brother and a younger sister. Uh, I'm sorry, an older sister and a younger brother. And I always had this sense of responsibility for them. Like there was no one there. So I took on the role of taking care of them. And you know, making sure that they got up for school, that they got their homework done, you know, that they wore clean clothes. Um, I was an adult at a very young age and I always had to take care of everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I even remember my mom going through a divorce and I'm 12 and she's crying on my shoulder, you know, and I'm having to tell her it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just never been one to, I was taught at a young age, you know, you can't depend on anyone else but yourself. So when situations have happened to me, I'm just like, okay, you know, you've got to figure this out for you. What are, you have to do something. No one else can change the situation in your life, but yourself, you are responsible for you. Mm-hmm. And I have to be there for my son, you know, and that's what pulls me through so much. Right. <laughs> he needs me. And, um, You know, you, you just have to know that you deserve better. Mm-hmm. Um, no one deserves to be treated like that or anything. And, and in tough times, you just, you just have to know that it, it doesn't last forever. You know, I always tell myself, like, bad times don't last forever, neither do good times. You know, they come and they go, and mm-hmm. um, it's back and forth. But you always get through it. I can look back and all the situations I've been through, I just felt like it was the end. It's never going to get better, but it always got better. Mm-hmm. It always got better. So I just always tell myself, new things, it's going to get better. It always does. Right. And I think you have to look at it in a positive way. Right. And I think along with that first, I think the first thing is having that attitude. Like you said, you need to, understand that one, it's not acceptable, whatever the circumstance might be. And again, this, we're going to, we're talking about perseverance in, in any aspect of your life, but it's doesn't, mm-hmm. the, the, the circumstances and the bad things, it, it's, you don't deserve that. And, you know, acknowledging yourself that you don't deserve that and knowing that you're better than the circumstance that's there. But I think the one part that you did and obviously continue to do as you, as you work through this is, you did something about it. You know what I mean? Like you didn't just let things happen. I think a lot of people have that mentality of, you know, things, things are bad now. They shouldn't be, I don't deserve this, you know, but you know, it will get better in the future, but then they just wait, you know, they wait for something to happen. And I think that's the, I think that's the difference between actually persevering through something or just power, like, or, I don't say getting through or getting over it because a lot of times those people never actually persevere. They never get to that, 
that quote unquote good side of things because they're always waiting. They're waiting for something else to happen, like an external force to come in and, right. and save them to help them. But you have to be your own hero. Right. And I think, I, you know, you, you have to want it for yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's the biggest thing is we don't, a lot of people have that mentality of they, they want things to be done for them and not kind of do it themselves in whatever mm-hmm. way, shape people want to take that. I'm sure I'm going to get hate mail on that one for one month. Um, <laughs> but you know, we, we, we're so, we, we want, we, a lot of us, a lot of people feel entitled. That's the word I was looking for. We feel entitled that if, yeah. if things aren't in our favor that, you know, it will pour me pity will pour me. And it's like, yes, the circumstance that happened to you was shitty. No one deserves mm-hmm. that. And, but you, what you do with that, how you react to that is, is the win. You know, if you just let, just roll over and say, this is it. Woe is me. That's, that's going to be your attitude. Nothing's, no one's going to come and help you get out of that. Now it does help to have a, you know, support system of people that you can count on and rely on. But at the same time, people are, can only reach out so much. You have to extend that hand as well. They're reaching out to you, but you also have to reach back out and open yourself up to have those conversations like these, those other women did. Like you said, you had these conversations. They were, they, they felt like they didn't have a voice, but they know you went through a similar circumstance. So that was kind of their, um, you became their support system in that and you became the voice for them because without that, that wouldn't have happened. And this guy would have been doing it yeah. more and, and, you know, and who's to say he's not currently now that I, I didn't realize he was out of prison. I know we talked about he was in, but I didn't realize he was out, but yeah, it's one of those where it's, you, you have to have, it's good to have a support system to help pres- help you persevere but at the same time you have to want it enough to do it you know you have to put in the work you have to make it it's not going to be fun and obviously the whole idea of this show is getting comfortable with discomfort you know and having purpose my case run with purpose and intentionality it's being purposeful in everything you do and using that to to go forward and i think like you said your your aspect of being able to work with those women to give them a voice when they felt like they didn't have one. I think that makes all the difference. Yes. And the thing is with, um, several of his other victims, you know, um, they kind of did just lay down. Um, and I understand why going through that now, why women do stay and why it's so difficult. The system is just jacked. Mm-hmm. It's not for the victim. Trust me. It's extremely difficult to get these prosecuted. <laughs> Excuse me. So when you try, I mean, sometimes it don't, you have to fight. I had, I think it was harder to fight the system to get something done. than it was to actually leave him and live through that, wow. which is sad. Right. Which, um, the, which makes a lot of women not want to do anything then because you're like, well, it's going, it's going to be harder. Right. Cause it's safer to live with them than to leave. And that the system isn't going to help them, so they feel stuck. Yeah, That's... they feel stuck, and it and it that should not be like that. It should not be like that. But um, I know these girls. Um, a lot of them just kind of lay down like that because nobody was helping them. Um, the system wouldn't help them because of where that he was. His family was very well known up there. And he bragged me about his family having the cops in his pocket and all this kind of stuff. And I believe it. Absolutely believe it. After the things I went through up there. Mm-hmm. 
so they were kind of stuck there. So yeah, me being able to talk about it helped those girls because a couple of them got brave enough to actually write me letters about their experience with him uh, to the parole board. So they got to tell their story <clears throat> finally and the pro board listened. So it helped them with some healing to be able to get it out and hear the story heard and it for it to be believed. Right. And we, we talked about this on the phone as well. And it's kind of the back and forth again, the problem with the system. And, you know, we had, you know, you go a couple years ago, even it's anything We'll, we'll do the man woman because it's just easier rather than playing the him him or her and then him or her. That's just confusing. And <laughs> I, I, I'm going to lose track of it. But it's a thing where she says something and she's the crazy one and he's not doing it. You know, there's he never does anything wrong to now with the, the whole with the Me Too movement and all of that stuff is now any any accusation that is made. The guy is instantly wrong. And, and you have that whole yeah. side of it where that pendulum, we talked about the pendulum swinging is on one side. Now it's on the complete other and we need to figure out a way, you know, and I don't think we'll ever really find a way because everyone wants to, to kind of be with the, the majority in that aspect is we need to find yeah. a way to, to just to get to the, to get to the truth, you know, for whatever, whatever that is, because it's not fair either side, whether I'm making these accusations and or we'll do back to this. She, I keep confusing myself. She makes the accusations and he's like, no, you're just crazy. And everyone's saying, no, you're just crazy. And now we're at the, well, she makes the accusation and he's instantly ruined his entire life and career. And we've seen some, we've seen obviously some of these where we're like, dude, you you can't, you can't masturbate in your room and make people watch you. Like, that's not, that's not cool. (laughs) Is that Louis CK? Was that Louis CK that did that? <laughs> I don't know. I think it was. I think that that was his legit story. Was like he was basically having like interns come in just to watch him masturbate. And you're like, that's oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. Um, How did I not hear that? <laughs> yeah, I, I would say Google Louis C.K. masturbating, but that might get you a different kind of video, and we may not, may not want to go down that path. But you know, you have, no you, have that. you should see my hurt history. <laughs> when you forget to delete it and you pull, try to pull something up at work and then there's something flat. Oh, oh. Well, hang on, hang well, on. Hold, one, one, one second, my bad. That's no, a- don't be calling HR on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. So, so obviously we have... I've heard that happen. <laughs> yeah, you've heard it. Some someone told you there was a coworker told you about a story with someone yeah. else. Someone else. Yeah, obviously. yeah. Told me it was. It was yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> But yeah. yeah, you obviously have those situations where like as things actually happened, you know, and there was multiple instances of it and there was proof of that sort of thing. But then you have the other instances where people it has also been where accusations been made, people's careers have been ruined. And then the people come back yeah. and go, yeah, I, okay. It wasn't true. And you're like, it's too late. Yeah. The damage is already done. And those people need to be prosecuted. Right. And but again, it's the broken those, system. It's how does, how does yeah, that work? And the problem is, and all I have to say, anybody listening, if you are going through this, the police, the system, they're not for you. Collect your own damn evidence. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And I was shoving it down the prosecutor's throat. 
because I wasn't going to stop. You know, these things get pushed aside so much in the court. I called them every freaking day. I was determined he was going to pay for the things he did. Right. And I collected my own evidence. I got him on the phone. I recorded my own phone calls. I took pictures of my injuries. I collected a boatload of evidence. And here you go. Deny it. Mm-hmm. And so there's not that he said, she said stuff. Like everything that I've said, I can back it up with solid evidence. Right. And, but these women or whatever that make this up, it's really big, I think, a lot when they're going through a divorce. Yeah. And they'll yell domestic violence all of a sudden. And then because they uh, want him out of the house or, you know, they want the kids with them or whatnot. And that's shitty. That is shitty. Yeah. Um, but the crazy thing is, is I would, like I would say those situations more often than not, again, we'll go male, female just for simplicity's sake, but it's the guys get screwed over in that because it's the same, it's the same kind yeah. of thing where he's obviously wrong. They've got family and kids in a house and they're going through a divorce. So obviously, you know, something's going on and maybe, maybe this is the reason why maybe there's more and real rather than realizing like, no, nah, she just crazy. Like she just making shit yeah, up. I'm, I'm a mark. Some bitches just be crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's just. Oh, that's just. Yeah, that's that's okay, that's a whole other go-to thing. Sometimes just to you know to get him. That's really crappy because that can ruin someone's life. Right. And that's you're the father of your children, and that's what you want to put out there and make that up. And then also. That pisses me off because then there's women like me who are actually going through it and it's so hard for the system and people to take us seriously to get our, our, um, stories heard in court because it's so common and so overused mm-hmm. that it's not taken seriously. Right. Just crying wolf. And, then they're, having, they're, and they're clogging up the court system. Like I need to get into that courtroom. I need to get him put in put away and here you know there's probably like five people in front of me that just made this crap up getting heard before i'm getting heard and here i am this man's out stalking me breaking in my house and attacking me but i can't get in to get my for my hearing for another month right you know because it's clogged up with false accusations yeah that stuff's gotta stop yeah and when people are found to be doing that i think they need to be prosecuted because it's wrong yeah i agree that's just, oh man, what a conversation, you know? <laughs> but I think, I think the, the main thing through here, if we go back to the, the definition of perseverance, where it says continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition, there are going to be times in your life that, again, my life has not been any there hasn't been anything that's been overly traumatic in my life, but there have been things that I've had to overcome and that have been obstacles in my way. But, you know, pushing through that and continuing, I think that's the the key part of that definition is continued effort to do. You may not be able to always achieve. It's continued effort to do or achieve. I think sometimes people worry about if I'm not going to win, quote unquote, win at this, what's the purpose of continuing? Because I'm not going to see the other side, but I think that perseverance where we get that motivation and that drive to continue going on is that continued effort of that part of it is we have to continue to push through it. You know, Mm -hmm. things happen and 
it's shitty, you know, and it's not, it's not the deck you thought you would have been dealt or the hand you would have been dealt, not the deck. You you don't get dealt the deck. Um, it's a (laughs) real shitty dealer if that happens, but the hand that you're given, you know, it's in, like you said, that everything happens for a reason. It's, it's funny you say that because I actually have, um, we had chatted obviously what last week or whatever. Where is my text message? Um, and you had sent me cause you're into, um, you read your horoscopes and all that sort of thing. And you actually had sent yeah. me the, um, what, whichever one it was you're reading. I think it was from Facebook and had some, something to the effect of you, uh, da, 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 allow yourself to explore new tools, workshops, podcasts, or meditations that activate your healing and bring you peace. And you're like, that's just too funny. Cause we had literally just gotten off a phone call when you had texted me that. Yes. And then that was my horoscope that day because it will help my healing. And then here you are putting me on your podcast. Yeah. You know, and I think it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where I think you bring up a good point of talking through situations and it's like, you know, yes, we're obviously trying to, to laugh and have some joy through the situation, but obviously it's a, it's a real issue that a lot of people are still having to deal with and they're, they're going to continue to deal with it and, until awareness is made and that sort of thing. But I, I agree with you that, that not hiding and talking about it helps. And it's talk to someone about it. You need to make it vocal because if you keep it to yourself, what's going to happen is you're going to make it seem like yourself is like you're, you are crazy that this is all in your head. You're the only one seeing this because everyone you talk to is not dealing with this situation or that situation. Again, it doesn't even have to be domestic violence as a whole. It's anything that you feel is anything you're going through. Exactly. Anything that's kind of pushing your mind to question your, own self-worth or question your beliefs or your values, anything that's pushing against that, take a deep thought about it and find, okay, why is this making me do it? Am I trying to grow? Like maybe there could be growth in it of, you know, I'm, I'm changing my mind in certain areas because I'm growing in thoughts. But if you start thinking that you're, everything you're doing is wrong because you don't fit the mold of someone else, that's a problem and you need to talk to somebody about it. Yeah. And honestly, um, I didn't talk about it in detail, but after going to a therapist for a little bit and talking, you know, and she told me, she's like, you know, you, instead of when these things come up, instead of pushing it down and just shutting down and trying to deal with it, you know, it's best that you do talk about it and feel whatever's making you feel as terrible as it makes you feel, feel what you're feeling and let it go. Right. You have to feel it in order to heal. Gosh, that's good. And that has helped so much. You have to feel it to heal it. And there's days like I'll wake up at, I still have nightmares. And it was maybe two weeks ago and I had a terrible nightmare about him. I woke up and I was just feeling on the edge and triggered all day. And I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I just, I was feeling depressed. I was feeling, you know, just anxious. Um, I couldn't be around people. And those days I just stay home. And if I need to cry, I cry. Um, if I need to, you know, like work out to feel better, whatever I need to do to get through those feelings, I take that day and I'll, I'll deal with it. And then it's gone. Mm-hmm. But you have to, you can't ignore it. You have to allow yourself to feel everything you're feeling. And, you know, people with PTSD, I still have, I have triggers. I'll probably, never get over. Um, and it happens here and there when I least expect it. 
and you just have to, it's something that's really hard, especially when you're out in public or you're at work and something triggers you and you are sitting there trying to act like everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you, but you just have to push through that, feel it, push through it and just be done with it. Yeah, that's good. I think that's a good place to end. You got to feel it to heal it. I just like, cause it rhymes too. Feel it to heal it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think that's the, yeah, that's uh there's nothing, there's nothing else I can add to that to make it. I mean, you heard it right there. Ronnie said it. Put it on a t-shirt. Feel it to heal it. My new hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> That's safer than most of the ones you put up there. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you, do you want to give your Instagram handle or do you, do you want to not? <laughs> um, just at Ronnie Piasek. There we go. P-E-A-S-A-K. That's not P-S-A-K. It's Piasek. <laughs> I get, I get peace out a lot. And what's worse is my maiden name was Cox. Oh gosh. You know what you can. <laughs> yeah. So I go from Cox to peace out. I just can't get away from that anatomy. Hey, you know, if the shoe fits, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't that how our entire conversation started with the hashtag you do you. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, we're going to work. We're going to end this show before I lose it. Um, so yeah, thanks again. (laughs) Thanks again, Ronnie, for, for sharing. I mean, this is not an easy topic, obviously. And I really, really appreciate you sharing your story and, um, yeah, it's just been, it's been really great talking to you and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to many conversations in the future. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And all I got to say, I'm going to Bob Barker, your asses, pain, neuter, adopt, don't, Oh, oh, great. (laughs) So everyone, you can reach out to me on social media everywhere at flores.run. Would love if you subscribe to the podcast. If you like interviews like this, this shit's going to happen more. I'm telling you, I'm meeting some awesome people around the country and I'm so excited for everything that's going on with the podcast. People I get to talk to, it's just the stories I get to hear guys. It's just amazing. I'm so thankful that I get to share it. People like Ronnie coming on the show. It's absolutely amazing. You can please leave a review as well on the podcast. Be great on Apple podcasts or Google podcasts. You can visit my website at www.flores.run. Thank you so much for joining me today. Remember to keep running with purpose one step at a time and we'll see you guys next week.